actually shipped. I know there's obviously we all have lots of stuff we want to keep building on, but it feels feels pretty good to to, to have this done. Um, welcome everybody. This is a big day. Um, okay. Yeah. Hey, first question, just because I'm curious, how long like. See, even secretly, like how long do you guys think you've been working on V4 leading up to today? That's a good question. I mean, it really started with, it started because of Yearn. Like it was basically like late July, if you guys remember, or sorry, June or like mid-June. And it, it, I think it just got to this point where like Yearn was just winning so many prizes and it was, it was really frustrating. And it was like, okay, clearly this, this model is not working. And and um yeah because because ultimately like what we need is we need a protocol that can have billions of dollars in it but we also need someone who has small deposit to still have a good chance to win right so so it's sort of like this concept of like people need to have really high chances of winning any a, a prize even if they have a small chance of winning a big prize and so i think it was i think it was really like early june or mid june and i think some of you guys on this call probably remember where we really started to get frustrated with with the dynamics, because I think what happened with the V3 is that um, the thing that sucked about V3 is that as more people deposited, prizes get bigger, which is nice. <laughs> but the problem is, as more people deposit, your chances of winning get worse. Actually, we made a little, I made a little graph. I'm going to post this. I'm just going to post this in general for right now, since I don't think we have a, uh, a channel spun up. We, I just made it. We're good. It's ready. Okay. Well. Well, I just post in general. I'll move over, okay. move over from there. But we can repost it. But this, right? This old pool together. Like, as more and more people deposited, the number of prizes didn't change. And so what that meant is, like, you actually, as a depositor, you actually didn't want the pool to grow because if the pool grew, it just meant you had worse odds of winning. And um, and so I think so. That, so that so that's what really instigated this. And um, yeah, it's been a few months in the making. But honestly, and all things considered, it hasn't been that long. But that's why that's why I'm 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 so excited because I think that um, this this really gives us a platform, right? So we we've solved this problem, this fundamental problem of like as more people deposit, you actually can just keep increasing the number of prizes so that people can have um, continue to have good chances to win. So we don't have this problem of like a bigger pool making it worse for small depositors. We can actually have both. We can have huge prizes, and we can also have good returns for small depositors. So that's when it started. <laughs> um, does anyone, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, let, let's just, you know, this is gonna be a little bit of a unique, a unique community call, I think, just cause there's so much happening. Um, and so much we could talk about. And I, and I think mostly just wanna like talk about V4 and, and any questions and the inspiration and all that. So, um, I think I think I think that this is. Um, well, I, I guess I'll say I'll say a couple things real quick. I, I do think that this day is a really important day for for our community. Um, I think it's a turning point for us. I think it's 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 um, you know we're transitioning away from being yield farm driven. Um, so, I, I don't think it was by intention, but over the past six months, um, pool together got to a a place where it was pretty driven by yield farming. And the, the, the biggest example of that being urine. And that's not what you want as a protocol because that's not sustainable, right? That's why like TVL is sort of a terrible metric because you can easily get a billion dollars in a protocol. You just have to give away a bunch of money to get people to deposit into it. <laughs> so it's really not a sustainable metric. And, um, and at the end of the day, like incentives are really important. Things like... Um, Things like pool distribution are really important, but if those become the only reason people are using your protocol, then you have a serious problem because that's just not sustainable. And it means you're not actually, the protocol itself is not providing any value. It's just the incentives that are providing value. And, um, and so, you know, I think, I think over the last six months at times we've gotten into a place where not, not the majority of people but the majority of money deposited into pool together was primarily there for the incentives, not really for the core value of the protocol, the long-term value. I think the number of the majority of people, I think, were there for 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 um, 
were there for, you know, wanting to use the protocol, but I don't think the majority of the money. And so now we're transitioning away from that. And it's pretty awesome that, you know, Yearn has essentially no deposits anymore. Um, and we now have this new architecture where, even, where, where, where we can have large depositors, but still have, you know, chances to win. We have this new architecture where we can actually scale. And what, what we're really focused on doing, for those of you guys who have been around with this, you know, I, I would very much think of today as a as an it's an, an initial release. And what our goal is, is without any extra, you know, pool incentives, deposit rewards, let's let's optimize this so that's really fun to use and it's organically people are attracted to it. And then let's add the pool incentives back in. And then if we do it that way, that's when we can really accelerate growth. Because pool incentives then they're not something that people are only using the protocol to get. They're actually something that's accelerating the growth of the protocol. So that's that's just like some really high level where I see us at today. I think we're in a crucial transition point where pool distribution has, um, you know, gone from it used to be five thousand pool per day. Now it's now about a thousand a day, and about half of that is going to LPs and pool pool depositors. So liquidity incentives have gone way way down, and um, yeah, we're really transitioning away from being yield farm driven to being um, uh, product market fit driven and community driven. And this is really a new foundation for us. So that's, uh, that's my high level, but I, I do think it's important to say, um, that, uh, you know, for us all to recognize as a community that today is a finish line, but it's also a start line. <laughs> um, you know, we finished something big today, but we're also just getting started on something new. It's, 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 I honestly don't even say it's a new chapter. I say it's a new, it's a new book. We're starting a new book today. Um, and so, you know, there's going to be frustrations. There's going to be things that still need to be optimized. You know, functionality is pretty limited right now. Um, but what you should see this as is a really, really solid foundation that we can now, um, continue to build on. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of talking on my part. <laughs> That, but that's where I see the community at right now. That's what I think is uh, is really important. And um, yeah, maybe I, I definitely have some other like more like just logistical things to talk through. But like, let's just maybe talk a bit more um, on that stuff if anyone wants to add or ask questions. I can uh, ask a yeah. question. But oh, go ahead. Whoever was going to. Okay. Uh, is there is there any incentive for Yearn Finance to be in V four at all? Like, I mean. Or is it? Is there no real incentive anymore? Um, the the incentives would be the prize prizes. They could still win the prizes, right? And you know, if you did the math on the prizes, your effective APR would be really, really high. But we don't have like that displayed in the UI, so most people don't know that. Um, so yeah, they, they would still have the reason of the prize. But I don't. I think for a protocol like Yearn specifically, they're all about. Um, they are all about um, having, you know, the same, like, they're all about re ROI. They're all about returns. And they're all about having, like, a fixed number of, um, like, like a, a reliable return. So I don't think, um, I don't think, I don't think they will have, I don't think they'll want to use the protocol. Because I think they'll, they want, they, they want to farm tokens and sell them. <laughs> okay. Is that the same for the other? V3 sort of large depositors, do you think, as well? No, not all of them. Some of them, but not all of them. There's definitely some large depositors who, yeah, no. If you look at their behavior on chain, yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not all of them. I mean, I think you know, I think pool together is still very enticing for someone who has you know uh, uh, anything under a million dollars and even like the million to ten million range. Um, I think what we want to avoid though is more of the people like Yearn, who are doing like $50 million or $100 million and sort of really monopolizing things. I actually Thanks. don't Thanks think that. that Yearn is a big problem with this new, um, with the new possibilities that we have. Because like if Yearn was in with $100 million and making a huge prize, we could just make sure that there's enough prizes that everyone can win anyway. And then it's not, not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not as big of a of a uh, yearn hater as others. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, that's a, that's that's a very good point, and that's a very very good point. And yes, that that and that is sort of like the beauty of V4 is technically Yearn could still deposit all that money, and we can have a prize distribution where they're still not going to win all the prizes. Um, but I think the reality is because there's no pool incentives, like you're you're not going to do that. But yeah, in the future, in the future, we could probably talk to them about doing it in such a way where they deposit and they don't have any chances to win. And and we as a protocol just like you know give them give them um, the ability to like yield farm if we want to, and that would be you know obviously far more effective. Good questions. Let's keep them coming. What about the builder? Um, so yeah, so so the builder, there's there's not like a UI for the builder for V4. Obviously for V3, it's still around. People can use it. Um, yeah, I don't know that we'll make a UI for it, but we definitely, there definitely will be multiple, the, 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 you know. So So what I'm saying right now, like where we're at right now, right? We have one asset, USDC, we have one yield source, and we have two blockchains. We have USDC, we have Aave as yield, and we have um, Ethereum and Polygon. The vision for V4 is that six months from now, we should have Avalanche, Arbitrum, Optimism, Binance, etc. We should have USDC, DAI, Tether, um, BUSD, etc. We should have Yearn, Aave, etc. And... We should have all those, but it should be presented to the user in such a way that they're still just joining one massive prize pool. And they have the same chance to win if they're on Binance with BUSD, or if they're on Celo with um, C CUSD, or if they're on Avalanche with Tether. Um, so so I guess what I'm getting at is like the, you know, creating multiple prize pools with the builder is, is going to be important, but it's not really in the same way as V3 was, because V3, each prize pool is totally independent. And with V4, these prize pools are all going to be interconnected. That makes sense. I guess I'm kind of wondering based on like the, the two pools. Sorry, I, you, you cut out. <laughs> or you just got really quiet all of a sudden for some reason. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to mute that. I had too. to mute some. Yeah, I had to mute somebody. It should fix it now. Yeah, maybe we can hear you better now. Okay, well, oops, it's waiting. Talisk, I said, so USDC, DAI, USDT, BUSD, all in one pool. So, yes, that's that's the vision. Is like, and is it, it's, it's, it's not very difficult that we could do any USD pegged coin. Um, we, we honestly could technically also just, we could, we could honestly do any asset because, because with V4, the odds to win, um, are calculated based on how much, um, essentially yield the pool you're in is contributing. And so we could technically have, you know, you could technically deposit wrapped Bitcoin and that yield could be calculated as like, okay, it contributed X amount of dollars worth of wrapped Bitcoin over this prize period. They have X amount of chance to win. And so, anyways, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves on that, but but V4 has certainly been built with this idea in mind of 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 um, you know it's 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 a true it's a true like liquidity network it's a true protocol, um, and I think it, it's pretty simple to do the additional blockchains and doing. Um, I would, I would say in, if we want, we want to talk about difficulty, like adding more blockchains with Aave as yield and USDC, very, very easy. Um, adding more blockchains with other um, yield sources and, or, or other, well, yeah, other yield sources using USDC, also very easy. Adding more blockchains with other yield sources in non-USDC, but US dollar backed stable coins that are not USDC, so BUSDC, et cetera, that's a little bit harder. And then the last tier would be like any asset. Yeah, many pools, one ocean. <laughs> That's kind of good. I mean, I think Chris K was saying, um, I liked it. He was saying like one pool, many diving boards. Like, I think that's a good way. Like, um, because 
again, to the user, it will feel like one pool. At the on the back end, at the protocol level, it's not because like if you're using, you know, Tether on Polygon, that's going to be depositing into a certain place. And if you're using USDC on Ethereum, that's depositing into a certain place. But to the user, it, it doesn't really matter because you're no matter where you're depositing, what you're depositing, you're having the same chance to win the same prizes. You, um, you mentioned earlier that the incentives on the prices, like, you know, the chances are really high. Would you, like, are you planning to, or would you have the, the actual odds of winning or, or anything like that? So, so someone could see uh, if they deposit, they got this chance of winning by the, the first year, the second year, and third year, that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something we can have in the next couple of days for sure. I mean, maybe not a couple of days because it's the weekend, but um, early next week. Yeah, that's just that's something we want to have. It's just with you know having an aggressive launch schedule. There was a lot of things that had to get pushed to after launch, and that's one of them. Hey, no, no, that's great. I just on another note, uh, I'm not sure about Tether because I'm just reading the. If you guys have read the Bloomberg Business Week article on Tether, but it's a bit dodgy, so. Not sure if we... Well, the the thing that's cool though about this design is is your risk is mitigated. Like, let's say let's say we let's say we we allow people to use Tether. Um, if you're using USDC and Tether collapses, that's no problem for you. You won't be impacted by that. The people who deposited Tether would be, but just those people. Your risk is limited to the asset and the yield source you're using. So. Let's say again. Let's say let's say, you know, right now we have Ave on Polygon and Ave on Ethereum. Now, God forbid, let's say Ave on Polygon gets hacked. Um, if you have if you have USDC deposited on Ethereum, your nothing will happen to you. Um, so your risk that that's a nice thing. Like we can add these. The reason we can add these assets aggressively is because we're not cross pollinating risk between them. Um, so yeah. Um, there's one other question that was a good one and I wanted to answer. So Launcher asked, does the user always win the currency they deposit? So this will be something we'll need to decide. Um, so obviously like right now, if you deposit USDC, the prizes are in USDC. What we'll need to decide as we add more asset types is do we want to, what, what do we want to award the prizes in? Um, and I think what we'll want to have is, is a default, essentially like a, a prize currency, like, even if you deposit Tether, all the prizes are in USDC um, or whatever we want it to be. Um, we could try to structure it where like you always win the asset you deposit, but that would just make it more complicated, I think unnecessarily. I don't think people necessarily care too much if they deposit Tether and win USDC. What if we use pool for every prize and then we use the assets that we or an interest on to buy back pool on the open market. Well, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that, that is an interesting idea. We could make pool the re, essentially the reserve, the unit of account for prizes and all prizes are paid out in pool. Um, that could be done. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. That could be done, um, and it, it would be cool, but that would kind of, I don't know, for me, that would abstract away the value a bit. Like people would have to understand the value of pool. Uh, I think yeah. for me, USDC or US dollars is just easy for people to, you know, have a one-to-one -one connection with the value for that. That kind of brings it back to yield farming in a way too. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I guess the idea would be like, let's say, yeah, the idea the idea would be. I think the, I think the difference is is you wouldn't get that pool from, from just like being deposited in the yield farming situation. It would be like, let's say, yeah, let, let's say in a given prize period, there's a hundred thousand dollars of interest generated. That hundred thousand dollars could, um, <laughs> then a hundred thousand dollars worth of pool would be awarded as prizes and the protocol would keep the hundred thousand dollars. And then the people who get the pool could keep it or sell it or, or whatever they want to do. So I, I do think that's an interesting idea, um, but it's something it's something we'll have to think on more. Um, the the immediate the immediate the immediate lowest hanging fruit for us right now is to expand to more blockchains that have Ave in USDC. So the obvious ones would be Avalanche, um, 
Cello, uh, and um, and I think Arbitrum will have it soon. So I think once we start going multi-asset, that's when we'll need to decide if we want to have like a, a prize reserve currency. Um, do these other chains, do the other chains like Avalanche and, and uh, Arbitrum, et cetera, would they, because I think you mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago last week about um, uh, you know, using pull together as a way of these different either layer twos or chains um, expanding their popularity or getting more used onto that. Are, are, is there any possibility of those those uh, either blockchains or layer twos uh, like giving incentives or some, you know something to pull together to help to help uh, drive? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I know I've already talked to Avalanche about that, <laughs> and they were excited about doing that. And the the interesting thing is, then the way that will work is it will. And if you think about this in general, one important thing to realize is that all incentives are going to be specific to a chain, right? So it's not going to be like right now because right now everything's on. Well, I guess it is already that way, right? Like if you deposit on Polygon. You're, you're getting. So it's going to be interesting because the prize is not specific to the chain, but the incentives, the bonus incentives you get will have to be specific to the chain that you're on. But that opens up a really cool possibility, which is that what you're seeing, um, Smart Investor, because basically, let's say we deploy on Avalanche. Now, if I can join the same prize pool on Avalanche, Polygon, Celo, and Ethereum, and it's the same prize and have the same chance to win, like, what makes me want to join on one chain or the other, you know? And, and, and so Avalanche can say, Hey, it's the same prize, no matter which chain you go to. But if you join on Avalanche, we're going to give you extra Avalanche deposit rewards and you'll earn, you could yield farm in Avalanche while you have the chance to win the prize. Um, and so I think that's going to be a really cool, um, a really cool thing for us because then we don't have to incentivize it. Right. The, the blockchains can or the yields or the yield sources can too right so let's say even let's say on the same chain let's say we have um, uh, pal, uh, let's say we have Ave and um, let's say we have like Ave and we have like the new urine thing integrated on Polygon Ave could say hey we really want people to deposit in you know regardless of where they deposit they have the same chance to win the same prize but we want people to deposit into the Ave version we're going to give extra incentives to the people who deposit on Polygon and Ave. So um, there's a lot of interesting sort of like uh, cross promotion that can happen. <laughs> yeah, and there's, and there's multiple layer twos on there, like you know, all kinds of smaller ones as well. We might we might uh, be interested in this. Kind of stuff. You know, it's kind of right. Uh, uh, getting getting better, better more publicity, so to speak. Yep. Yeah. Um, yes. What else? These are good stuff. Good stuff to talk about. Yeah, Leighton, do we know how much uh, we have already in total deposits in V4? Yeah, I mean, it's basically just I'm looking at here. I'll just post this link so everyone has it. Um, if you just look here, this is the pool together a USDC ticket on Polygon. There's 165 addresses that hold it, so that means 165 unique depositors, and there's about three hundred and seventy thousand dollars that's been deposited. So, um, is that information going to be integrated into the UI at any point? Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> I mean, one way or another. Like, I don't know if we'll do like, um, uh, let me, sorry, let me get this link over. It's this is also really interesting to look at. Um, 370k in less than a day yeah more like less than an hour or a couple hours um yeah no we could definitely integrate that into the ui um i think what i what i had said to we could also do like an info site you know like even right now um sarfang is is i think working on setting up a dune dashboard for us <laughs> um the thing the thing the reason the ui is so simple is because the more simple we make it the easier it is to expand to different blockchains 
Um, so like one big thing is we didn't want to have to use the graph. And so like with the V3, all that data you see about like who won in the past, not, not your odds, but the stuff you see about like who won in the past, what the prizes were in the past, like all that stuff, all that stuff is, um, is used by the graph. But the thing is, if we built that into the V4, what that means is we can't expand to Avalanche until the graph supports it because we have all this UI built around the graph. And so that's why we tried to keep the V4 UI as simple as possible because that's gonna make it way easier for us to expand to other blockchains because we'll have very minimal amount of dependencies. Yeah, that's a good point. I did not know that. Yeah, so that's some context of why, why it's so simple. I mean, I definitely think the, the odds obviously are super important to have, um, but I think things like, we, we, we sort of also see it sort of similar to like Uniswap, right? Where like, if you go to uniswap.exchange, it's super, super simple, but then you can, can hit that charts tab and they have all sorts of information, historical data and all stuff like that. Like I think something similar to that where we keep the app super simple build you know, we we already have the info dot pool together site. We could sort of like make that more robust and and build on that. That'd be cool because I really enjoy looking at information and seeing past winners and how much they won and and all that. So yeah, I mean, I and do also, too. And also <laughs> like also seeing how much is actually deposited at any given time. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's important to track that stuff. Uh, um, but I think also keeping it really simple just helps you know new. Getting new people on, you know, boarded, especially those not that familiar with DeFi or even crypto, that kind of stuff. So I think, so yeah, it was both, both <clears throat> frames. I mean. Oh, also, um, <laughs> sorry, something else to be aware of. Just heads up right right now is that, you, at least initially, you're not going to be able to see, other than yourself, you won't be able to see. There won't be like an interface to see who won prizes. Like you could, you could look at the contracts and see who claims and like see how much is claimed. And you can see for yourself, obviously, there's a really cool way you get to check and see how much you want and claim, but there's not like a, um, there's not going to be like what we have with V3. Um, okay, that, and then there's also one other really important difference between V3 and V4 because of the cross-chain nature. And this is related to what Andy's saying right now is that Okay, so when the, 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 this first draw is going to close in just under 24 hours from now, um, once it closes, there's two stages. When it closes is when the prize is awarded, but essentially there's, a, there's a, an additional 24-hour period where all that data about who won what is propagated onto the other blockchains. And so there's a, an additional 24-hour period um, before you can actually check to see what you won and claim. So although the prize is technically gonna be awarded tomorrow at noon or whatever time zone you're in, um, it will be an additional 24 hours until you can check and claim. And obviously it's kind of only weird the first time because then, you know, tomorrow, like like it will offset so that every every day you'll be able to check a prize, but you'll just sort of be like one day behind in a sense, if that, if that makes sense. And that would still be at the same time each day. Like you said, though, there's just that one day delay to start off. Yeah, yes. Um, I think I need to ask, like, Brendan, I think it's possible there might be some drift, meaning, like, yeah, meaning, like, depending on how long the transactions take to confirm, like, maybe it's five days, five minutes later, and then the next time it's five minutes later. And so it could, it could drift. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure if there's drift or not. Um, but but it it wouldn't be like dramatically different. You would it would be very yeah yeah day to day it'd be very similar. So I I don't know if anybody's asked this question, but right now if you win, do you win tickets or the asset? You win tickets, and that's true for both V three and V four. Okay. So you win tickets, you would claim them. They would become part of your balance, increasing your chance to win. And then whenever you choose to withdraw. You would just take. You'd have more money than you deposited. Gotcha. Great questions. This is awesome. Yeah. If, if I win, uh, where can I see the? Uh, is gonna be in the same place? 
that where I can see right now in the V3? V3? No. So um, let me show you guys. Actually, let me see if I can do something real quick. I'm gonna try and uh, I'm gonna try and pull up <clears throat> something on staging to show you. Ah, uh, shoot. But uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to pull this up. But but basically, you'll see on v4.pulltogether.com. There's the prizes tab, and you'll go over to the prizes tab, and you'll see a big thing that says like check check for winnings. And for each um, for each uh, each prize, there'll be a different a different one. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up the test version so I can show you. Oh, I'm not on the test nets. That's why. Uh, let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can find this for you guys real quick. It's really cool, actually. So I don't want to. Huh, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, live demos always go so well. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out, Andy. Um. Okay, something else while I'm working on this too, just heads up for everybody. Almost everyone is going, yeah. almost everyone on the core team is going to Lisbon. <laughs> um, some of you may have heard on Twitter or whatever, there's a big uh, Ethereum conference going on. And um, so I'm like tonight, late tonight, I'm flying out. Um, so uh, we're gonna be there for the conference. And then after that, we're going to uh, like take a few days to do like a team retreat. And so, um, Oh yeah, and some some of the pool grants team is going to be there too. Um, but all that to say, um, like myself and some of the others just might be a little bit like offline a little bit more than than we typically are. So just sort of don't think anything weirds going on if uh, if that's happening. All right, I'm going to give up. I can't I can't show you the prize reward. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And if people are coming to LizCon or East Lisbon, then please. Let us know, and we'll we should do a big meetup with everyone. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, I haven't. I have. I wanted to show you guys a demo of what the prize claiming looks like, but it's it's not really it's not happening right now. <laughs> um, so let's keep talking. Any other V four questions? Yeah, I guess like, or sorry, someone can say something. Another thing that I, I don't see here in the VFR is like, uh, can I see the countdown? Like, how many hours of day left to win the prize? Yeah, it's not as obvious. I think we're going to try and update it so it looks more, but you can see it. You can actually see it. Uh, it just looks a little messed up too. We got to fix this. You can see it on the V4 homepage. It's just, it's not a countdown, but it says 23 hours, 40 minutes. So that's the current. Ah, uh, okay, current I, I think so now. Okay, okay. So but I do think I do think we're going to work on changing that so it's similar to what we have now, where it's like an actual countdown. Okay. Good question. But yeah, so if you also if you hit up there where you see deposits and you hit that prizes tab, that's where once this countdown goes down, <laughs> you'll see the prize. It'll be it'll be propagating over here to, to the networks, and then once it's done propagating, is when you can actually claim it. I also I also throw one. I also, oh, sorry, I'll throw one thing out there real quick too is like, as you've heard me say, we're gonna need to optimize these parameters, and so have a little bit of patience. Like if if it's the first couple prizes and you actually don't end up winning, it's not because v4 is not working it's because there's actually quite a few variables that need to be optimized to make sure the prize distributions are getting appropriately distributed and so um we are going to be able to get to a good spot but just want to um set expectations um <clears throat> uh, sarfram had a good question does v4 still have the reserve feature built in and if so is it already turned on now 
Um, yes, it does. Um, and no, it's not. Um, but it also is a little bit different in that it sort of doesn't matter because everything, the way you could think about it is everything by default goes into the reserve. Like, because, um, because there, um, well, actually, I don't think that's totally true. That's a question. That's a, that's a little bit, I should, I should, I should. I should let Brendan answer that when he's online, but um, but I guess the high level answer is yes. It definitely still has a reserve feature. It's technically, it's effectively not turned on, but it, but basically all the protocol is ultimately capturing all the value that's being generated. So it's just a little bit different. It's just not. It's not going into, um, at least right now, it's not going into like a reserve contract. It's just going into the contract that um uh, so 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 to be to, <laughs> to be more specific last week pool pool together governance voted to initially seed a million dollars of of rewards and so what's going to happen is there's a there's a contract called the prize draw contract and the yield that's generated all goes into it goes it goes through the reserve contract and if the reserve set to zero then 100 percent of that interest goes into the prize draw contract as well and so what we're doing is we're going to seed these prize draw contracts with $500,000 each on each network, Polygon and Ethereum, so that we have you know a total of a million dollars of prizes. But then all of the yield that's coming from these prize pools is also going to be going into those contracts too. So um, that's at least how it's set up right now. But that's a really long way of saying yes. <laughs> and those... Go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, uh, is it true that the unclaimed prizes you know, after the taper off time, which I think you said was one or three months, something like that. Does that technically go back into the reserve or increase the prize pool? Or is that the same thing? So my understanding, and again, I, I want to 100% make sure this hasn't changed, but basically, um, so there's a reserve contract and then there is the prize draw contract. Um, prizes that aren't claimed would just sit in that prize draw contract. And ultimately, governance controls both of those, right? So it's it's sort of just a difference of like naming. The different, yeah. So 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 the governance can the, yeah. So so if someone doesn't claim their prize, then it would essentially just sit in that prize draw contract. And after, and after you know six months or a year, we might look and be like, oh wow, look, we have like five million dollars in these prize draw contracts, and we only have like a million dollars of outstanding unclaimed prizes. That means we have four million extra dollars. What do we want to do with it? So that's that's how that will work. Is the reserve contract deposited into a yield source as well? Or um, is it, yeah. Yes, it, it is because um, it is it is because um, because the yes, it is <laughs> because <laughs> because because the prizes are our tickets, right? And so the tickets are already deposited in Ave, and so like any money that's in the reserve will be earning will be in Ave. Um, this also brings up one more thing, though, <laughs> that I want to hit on real quick. So we talked about last week something that I'm super excited about, which is this like delegation of your chance to win. Um, so you can give people a chance to win without transferring them money. Um, I'm definitely planning to do some sort of like meme contest or something, and I'm going to like delegate someone like $10,000 worth of chances to win. But anyways, one thing to, to be aware of with that is... When you deposit into pool together, you're you're automatically you're depositing technically you're depositing and also automatically delegating the chance to win to yourself. Um, but what that does mean is like technically, if you if you bought um, tokens off of like if you bought like tickets out at like uh, off Uniswap or something like that, you would need to um, delegate those essentially delegate the chance to win to yourself. Sort of like the way you have to activate pool for voting you would have to do something similar. Um, but the really cool thing about this is that what that means is we don't have to worry about like tokens that are in AMMs or tokens that are sitting in the reserve or tokens that are, um, you know, anywhere else winning prizes. So it means your odds are better because you don't have to, and, and if you, yeah, so, so we've had this problem for a long time of like, well, you could deposit into Uniswap, but then the Uniswap pool wins the prize and that doesn't, you don't really want that. And so 
that problem has also been solved. So that's a pretty, there's, there's a few things like that that I think are going to be super important to the future that like aren't as flashy or showy to like talk about on launch day, but there's some really cool stuff there. And maybe that's something, you know, this delegation, for example, Yearn, uh, they, uh, you know, put in, I don't know, a whole load of money and then they, they delegate their chances to win to other people. And then we give them, I don't know, want something you know, yep. like you talked about earlier. Yep. You could do that or you could just not delegate it at all. They could just deposit without delegating. There's a, there's a, there's a function that you can use on the smart contracts to just deposit and it won't delegate your chance to anybody. By default, we don't use that function because you know why would anyone really want to do that unless unless there's some except, exceptional situation. But yeah, so urine could be like, hey, look, we'll deposit $50 million. We're just going to not delegate that chance to win to anybody and you guys <laughs> do X, Y, Z for us. Nice. <laughs> Wait, yeah, why, 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 Andy, why would it be the last win? Maybe they find better yield elsewhere soon. <laughs> I hope not. I'm a, I, I, I still have a lot of money in the Dipod. I'm a, I'm a Dipod whale for sure. It's got to be, someone should calculate, like, what the effective APR has been of the Dipod for, like, the last four weeks. Because if you put the pool in there, it's got to be, like, 20%. Like, accounting for the value of the pool, too. Yeah, I think it's been doing pretty pretty well. Um, this is all good stuff. I'm just looking back if I missed any questions. I thought there was one I missed. Mm. Oh yeah, this one. I'm just gonna respond. Um, <coughs> something else we don't need to get into too much but more just as FYI I did meet with the Olympus team this week and talk to them about um, uh, transitioning our liquidity mining program to um, their bond program which I think is probably a good idea so I'm going to write that up in the governance forum um, Quirkus I don't know if you're listening you might even want to speak to that I didn't realize because Quirkus is yeah. sort of a yeah yeah. Uh, you want to say does anything on that? Know, does everyone know what that is? I doubt it. No. <laughs> no. No, I don't. Uh, so we launched that uh, that SOM pool with Olympus, and they have a product where, um, so basically, it would be a strategy for the pool together protocol to acquire liquidity for the pool token. And keep that liquidity, so um, so you can build larger reserves. Uh, larger whales could buy without influencing the the price as much, and users who who just use and, and collect that pool would would have a more stable price, sort of, um, and know that that's always there. Um, and then you don't have to incentivize uh, with the pool token, like how we're dripping pool token through uh, Sushi, right, or Uniswap. Um, we're yeah, Uniswap. Uniswap. So you wouldn't have to drip the pool token um, to the LP providers. So the protocol itself would would over time gather more and more of its own liquidity, liquidity, and take on the impermanent loss, uh, like risk on its own. So it's kind of a win-win um, for both both users of that token and for the protocol itself. Um, and they do that through like selling you. We would partner with Olympus. We would sell pool kind of at a discount. Um, it's weird how it works, but it, but it's like a competitive thing where if you had a bunch of pool tokens, um, you could pair it with ETH if that's the pair that we wanted to do, and you could sell those LP tokens to pool together protocol, receive like a discount um, that's that's kind of variable and and their Olympus's <coughs> team would kind of set those those rates um, and you kind of compete for that so you could you could in the same way that like arbitrage people can find can find wins in that way um, we'd basically be using um, whales or, or people with with more pool tokens that want to sell these LP tokens off 
um, so the pool together protocol can own its own liquidity. But it wouldn't always be selling them for a loss, right? Because sometimes the bond discounts are negative percentages. So yeah, so as soon as one, like, let's say someone bought, like, sells a huge chunk of liquidity, um, we're talking like a, a good chunk, a fraction of a million dollars, um, as soon as they buy that bond, um, at least this is how it currently works with Olympus, as soon as they buy that bond, it goes negative. And so you're not incentivized to buy that bond anymore until it drips back up and fills back up again and would become uh, an attractive buy. So it's a very competitive thing um, and it's active. So you, have, you incur gas costs and it's generally only um, people with, with larger quantities of pool tokens and liquidity LP tokens that could participate because the gas costs would kind of uh, push smaller fish away. And what, like, why is this better than normal liquidity mining? Can you maybe just... So, yeah, um, from a price perspective, which we don't do very much uh, around and try not to focus on too much. From a price perspective, when you're dripping the pool tokens, um, like, like, for example, you have, you have Yearn, who's, who's collecting a lot of it, um, or you have smaller LP providers, um, it <coughs> introduces a sell pressure those those pool tokens um i think there have been quite a few uh protocols that have kind of studied this and found that the the pool two dripping your tokens out to in order to, to maintain uh, liquidity is kind of like renting your liquidity you're, you're you're renting it out so you're paying more over a long duration whereas uh this this bonding mechanism is more like buying buying that that liquidity at, at, at a higher cost up front but it becomes cheaper in the long run. Like we would have to continuously drip out pool tokens if we want to maintain liquidity over a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just to restate like the same thing he's saying, like my understanding is that like, um, so, so yeah, so right now we're doing 300 pool per day, right? But we all know like if we, if we put that to zero, like a lot of that liquidity is just, just gonna leave. Um, and so instead of giving 300 pool per day to the LPs, what we'd say is we're going to let people essentially <laughs> essentially buy that pool by giving us their LP shares, um, at the, but they'll get a discount, right? So they can, they, can, they can give us LP shares and give them the pool at a discount, and then we keep those LP shares for forever. So we now build that up, and eventually we don't have to do it anymore. And they still get um, essentially, you know, a, a discount on the on the pool token so it, it's a little confusing but i think it makes sense <laughs> and i do think it's a kind of important piece of, of this larger idea of like sort of pivoting away from being a you know yield farming and being more effective with the distribution and i just wanted to say one more thing is um when the protocol owns a large chunk of its own liquidity any um any pool sales at that point, the protocol itself would be accumulating those LP fees. Yeah, but right. So why are these bonds better than us just depositing into LP ourselves with the treasury? Well, that's that's an interesting question. That so I think well, Kirk, because I'd be curious what you say, but like <laughs> technically, this would not be different than us. We could say like, hey, we're going to use our USDC and buy a million dollars of ETH, and we're going to LP a million ETH, a million pool. We could do that. The downside would be that we'd be using our USDC, which is a finite resource, to, to do that. Um, well, essentially but, what we're doing in the bonding is that we're selling pool for half ETH and half pool, and then getting the LP token. Correct. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say absolutely... Um, that was uh, uh, Torgan that said that, right? Yeah, Torgan, you're right. Uh, I think the protocol, if we have the resources, we could definitely <coughs> take those big chunks right now. And if, if we you know, ran it through the governance processes and said, hey, we, we want to allocate this, this pair of assets that we already have, um, we could absolutely do that. It's just a higher upfront, upfront cost right now. 
um, where this this bond program is sort of in between the renting it with our current pool to uh, pool drip and then buying it all outright at once because these these bonds you you couldn't sell that many of them all up front at once. It's kind of like a slow overtime. Uh, people can buy into these and, and get these bond discounts. So it's it's kind of a meet in the middle. And if your protocol does not have the right pair, um, that's the kind of the only the reason why that you'd have to do a, a higher governance level swap of these tokens to get the right amount and, and pair them. Um. Yeah, I, I do. The other thing I would say is like I do think there is, you know, it's hard to measure it, but I think there is some <laughs> some value to partnering with calls versus just sort of doing it ourselves. Um, you know, I think I'm just posting here like the Olympus DAO prize has prize pool has generated like 1.5 million dollars in prizes in the past like seven days. It's kind of insane. Um, like I think there's a lot of potential here for us to continue to work with them. Yeah, and I think regardless whether we use Olympus or not to to do this, I think we should look at getting protocol-owned liquidity either way, whether we use them or not. Um, yeah, definitely. As an example, uh, last night, uh, the the Olympus token dropped like a huge amount, and there was a bunch of liquidations, so there's a ton of activity. And the protocol itself made $1.2 million just off of the swaps because it owned 99% of its own liquidity. Interesting. Man, I saw this. This is an awesome prize. We had a two hundred dollar depositor who won. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? Mute that person. Um, what does Olympus get out of it? Olympus. Uh, Olympus would offer their um, their like bond experts and to to help manage it their expertise i'm not on the 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 team there that so i don't know exactly what their advice is what their expertise is they would offer that in exchange for getting 3.3 percent of all of the fees so you wouldn't capture all of 100 of the fees the lp fees anymore you they would capture 3.3 percent of those bond sales okay Awesome. Um, that is good stuff. Yeah. So I was going to, I mean, the, the Olympus bond thing's cool. Also just wanted to also celebrate that we did have a million dollar prize this past week with the Olympus pool, which is amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I think, I think that's pretty much everything. Um, anyone else have any questions or comments, things they want to bring up? Uh, I don't, Slightly different question. Um, in terms of the pool token and the value, is this something that like you're tracking or, or looking at? Is it important, like how high it is, or, or if it goes down, anything like that? Like to me personally. Well, yes, but but also the PT Inc. and, and so on. Um, I mean, you know, PT Inc. has no pool tokens. The company <clears throat> um that's part of like being truly decentralized um i personally have purchased a lot of pool tokens um on uniswap as well as i got some pool tokens from the initial um from the initial distribution as well so yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's something i care about um i think that you know well i guess what, i guess why are you asking that question actually i'm kind of curious what, what i feel like maybe there's a question behind that question um well i I guess um, just because I well uh, well now that I, I have some pool tokens myself as well, but then I was you know, seeing from the all time high, you know, it's sort of you know we're down from the all time high, and um, uh, I just wanted to understand if you know, if that wasn't if that's something that you you know as a as a protocol we're tracking at all or. or it's just not important because we just focused on version four and getting the prizes, that kind of thing. I, I think that, um, I think my assumption is it's important to everyone on this call. I think that, um, 
our the other assumption though is that like it's 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 secondary and what i mean by that is like it's it's a secondary effect right so like people are interested in the pool token insofar as the protocol is interesting um and the best way um so 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 the important thing is to focus on the protocol the important thing is to focus on having a protocol that's growing having a protocol that is important to the ecosystem that's being used um there's obviously a lot of things that can be done um, to to do you know to to do sort them sorts all sorts of short term sort of pumponomics right <laughs> and I think those are short term things and those those are not those to me are, are not very important but um, I do you know care a lot about um about uh, building something that is going to have a big impact on the world. And I think when you do that, people want to be involved in it. And I think obviously the the pool token is the token that controls the protocol. And so I think the more, the larger the protocol is, et cetera, the more people will want to have control in it. Um, so yeah, so I don't think that like using day-to-day prices to judge progress is healthy for communities. Um, but I also think that, yes, the more that we focus on building a healthy protocol that naturally follows um and i do think and i think it'd be a mistake to think that like no one cares um there's something else i was gonna say but um yeah i mean i mean what i was gonna say is like i think even if i think to me that's a huge part of like you know what i started started talking out talking about at the beginning of this phone call is like we we just we just made it. We've made some really huge changes to how we're how we're using the pool token and 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 who's getting it and why they're getting it. And that's I think is to me that's really about saying like, look, we don't want to give it anymore to these people who don't care about it and are just selling it. We want to have this go to people who value it, who care about it, who think it's important. Um, so that's my that's my that's my sort of a personal take on it. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, and I would say governance is always very focused on the pool token tokenomics, so to speak. Even though it's not always explicitly mentioned on price, there's usually a lot of focus on price as well. And like long-term <clears throat> success. Yeah, and one one last thing too, I'll say. Because I do think, and I don't know if this is maybe behind the question, but you could look at V4 and be like, well, where does the pool token fit in? <laughs> right to some degree it's not it's not super important but that too is again a very intentional choice and if you've been around you you've you've heard it said several times like phase one let's focus on let's focus on getting this to work without extra incentives and if we can do that then when we add the extra incentives in it will be so much more powerful and so um again like you could someone could maybe take a a glance and say like oh they're doing this new thing and it doesn't seem like the pool token is very important to it. But I think that would be a mistake because I think that would be missing the bigger strategy. And I think the bigger strategy is saying, let's, let's stop, let's sort of um, stop the bleeding in a sense, right? Like let's stop giving the token to people who don't care about it. Let's stop the counterproductive uses of the token. Let's just cut those off. Yes, maybe it's going to be a little painful. Yes, we'll see a drop in TVL. But what that's going to enable us to do is weed out <laughs> the people who don't care and us as a community come together and say like, okay, what do we really want to do? And and how can we build this in such a way that the pool token is additive to those goals and not um and not uh and not sort of being, you know, just sort of abused. <laughs> so that's my speech. Well I welcome others' comments. Anything, was that smart investor? Are you the one who asked that? Uh, yes. Any anything else to add? Yeah. No. I think. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's for me. I just, because previously I was most of my um, sort of uh, engagement was 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 depositing into the pools. You know, like whether it's USDC or you know 
day or day whatever. And so now that I've started to have to get have some some pull over myself, yeah, I've become more aware of it. You know, in terms of the not necessarily checking the price all the time, but you know, just you know aware of it more. And so then I was just wondering how that um, uh, sort of played played a part with the, with the whole protocol. And I think you've you know, explained uh, how that works and. Uh, it's more, more important about building building something valuable and then that would be reflecting people down like that thing. Well, and I would really, really, I just post, I'll just post it again and tag you. I would really recommend reading this, this little part of the FAQ called tokenomics. Um, I think it cle- clearly lays out sort of the strategy. I would also really yes. recommend, um, this is sort of random, but... <laughs> Chris Dixon, who's like a, a very famous venture capitalist, did a really good thread on tokens this week. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick. But yes, I would say the pool token when used effectively is a mechanism for us to bootstrap ourselves to sort of an escape velocity. Um, and that sort of is what's laid out in the doc. So I would recommend everyone on the call uh, read that, and if you have any questions after that, then feel free to ask. But I think that should speak to what you're talking about. Great, thanks. I'll read through this. All right. What else? Good questions. I have something that's not exactly pool together related, but it is something that we should think about. Um, the POAP team made an announcement the other day that they're they like made a whitelist, and so you have to like either be on the whitelist or really give them advance notice if you want POAPs for things. And I'm not sure if we have someone on that whitelist. Um, does anyone know about that? Don't worry. Sweet. Boys in the inside. Sweet. I figured Oops would have have the end. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're good to go. We're set speaking up. Speaking of no. speaking of Poap. Yeah, we have a cool new system this time actually. Um, so we're still testing it out. This is kind of important though. So, um, a lot of you guys will have turned off of your DMs to prevent spam. Um, you're gonna need to toggle that on after this call for a short period. So what's going to happen is we have a new bot that keeps track of people who are actually in the voice call. If you've been in the voice call for X amount of time, then it keeps you in a list. At the end of the call, we use a command and it will send a claim code to all of the people on that list. So you will get a DM from the bot with a claim code for your PO app. What is that length of time? Oops. I don't actually know. Probably like 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Probably better not to know. Yeah, I don't actually know what it. I don't know what it is. Uh, we let Noel set that up. So, yeah, that's a surprise for us. But I assume most of you have been here more than long enough, so you will get a DM with a claim code that you can use afterwards. And like, if not, we'll also. T- I'll take a screenshot or two. Wow, there's ninety people in the call. Look at us go, guys. Wow, I didn't realize there's 90 people on this call. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we'll figure out a solution. I'm pretty sure that this, like this DGen bot from the Bankless DAO, that's what we're using right now. So this is our first time testing it. I'm excited to try it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, like I said, this is the, it's it, it's a finish line. We should definitely celebrate it, but it's also a big start line. And so, uh, yeah, let's celebrate, but also let's get excited about what we're going to be able to build on top of this. And um, talk to you guys next week. Sounds good. Cheers. Thanks, um, Leighton. One time, Thanks. so one more time before I disconnect this, make sure that your DMs are open for the next, I don't know, half hour or so, and so that we can send you the. If you don't know how to do that, just go to the uh, little arrow server settings on pool together. And then go to privacy settings, 
And make sure DM is loud. Mine stay open. Come on in. The water's yeah, warm. Mine stay is, open too. Yeah, this is one of the only ones I have it enabled. Mm-hmm. To be fair, if you guys get a DM, like I really try to stay on top of the scam stuff. So if you guys do get a DM, just report it in the scam channel and we'll get them out of here. And the team's actually being really helpful and we're going to work on a solution to stop these guys from joining altogether. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. Wait, sorry, can someone say that again? How to do this? You go to server settings? Yeah, there will be privacy settings. <coughs> oh, hey, one more thing. I don't know how many of you guys noticed. Go hover your mouse over the pool together icon yeah. on the server. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Great job. That Thanks, MK, for organizing fantastic. that. Yeah. yeah. Well done that's to all the uh, Yeah. Well done to Guelph for winning. Uh, well done. Thanks to the other guys as well for their submissions. They were all, all pretty good. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great icon. A great uh, start to V4 as a fresh new uh, icon for the server. Yeah, it looks we good. Yeah. You. you did a great job on that. This whole thing, the contest, the submissions, the people who submitted, like, the overall caliber of submissions was really high. That was exciting yeah. to see. For sure. Cool, okay. Um, I guess while we have everyone here, why don't we try...